In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. One time, there was a dispute among the disciples. And this dispute was about who would be the greatest. Their perception of our Lord Jesus Christ, he is an earthly king. And he came to restore the kingdom of David. So he had 12 followers, 12 disciples. So they were disputing among themselves who would be the greatest in this kingdom. Who is the closest to the Lord Jesus Christ? Is it Peter? Is it John? Is it Andrew? Is it James? So the Lord asked them, what was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? But they were embarrassed to tell him, we're disputing who would be the greatest. But the Lord actually, he knew their thoughts. That's why he told them, if anyone <coughs> desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. And here the Lord taught us the way to the true greatness. And he mentioned two things, to be the last of all and the servant of all. Even in the secular world, when they speak about different styles of leadership, the secular world, who are not Christian, they say the best style of leadership is the servant leader. The servant leader. So let us reflect in practical words, what does this mean? How to apply these two principles, the principle of being the last of all and the principle of being the servant of all. Because these two principles are the way to the true greatness. Last of all. Last of all means I don't give privilege to myself above anybody else. That's the last of all. If I want to give myself a privilege, if I want to be treated differently, if I want to be uh, taking some uh, privilege that other will not take it, some exception, some uh, excuses that others don't have it, then actually I am not following this principle, last of all. Not only I will not take privileges or exceptions to myself, but also I put others in front of me. Especially when it comes to honor, I will place others in front of me when it comes to honor. And we see how when like John the Baptist who was a great prophet and then when Jesus came and started to baptize and make disciples, 
Some people went to John the Baptist and told him, this one about whom you witnessed, now he is baptizing and making more disciples than you. Then John the Baptist replied with this actually treasure when he said, he must increase and I must decrease. In our families, why actually we have conflict in many of our families? Because everyone wants to be the first. My way should be the way. My opinion should be the opinion. I don't put others in front of me. I don't put the needs of others in front of me. I want to be the first. That's why, because of this, we have this dispute in the families and conflict. In the same, in the church, sometimes among the servants, sometimes among the deacons, sometimes among the uh, people or board members. Why we dispute? Because everybody is very opinionated. Everybody wants his work to be done. We don't know how to submit to one another. We don't know how to take the last place and put others in front of ourselves. That's why the Pauline epistle today and the Catholic epistle spoke about the importance of submission. Importance of submission. How to submit to others. And in the Catholic epistle from St. Peter, he said, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And we have the example of the Lord Jesus Christ the creator of all. We read in Luke chapter 2 how he was submissive to his parent, to Saint Mary and to Joseph. So the Lord Jesus Christ himself set an example to us to be submissive. Not only to Saint Mary and to Joseph, but also he was submissive to the civil government. When actually people who were collecting taxes went to Peter and asked, did you pay the taxes? Did your master pay the taxes? So the Lord discussed with Peter that the children should not pay taxes, only the foreigners. But then, lest we make them stumble he told him, go and catch a fish, open it, you will find uh, denarius, and you pay for myself and for you. So here, actually, how the Lord was submissive even to the authority. When they asked them to pay taxes, he paid taxes, and he was submissive. So to be the last of all means I don't ask for any exceptions or any privileges, also means I put others in front of me, especially when it comes to honor, and also I will be obedient and submissive. 
if I am resistant and I don't want to obey, I don't want to submit, this is because of pride and ego, and God resists the proud. Also, to be the last of all, then you feel everybody is better than you, means you will not fall into judgment. We fall into judgment because we see ourselves righteous and others are wrong. That's why we judge others. And usually we have the ideas how it should be done better. Others do it wrong and we it, it should be done this way. We have critical eyes. I'm not speaking about the constructive criticism, but I'm speaking about the gossip and destructive criticism and judging others and looking down on others and feeling that we, we are better than others. Our ideas are better. Our plans are better. Our method is better. Our uh, uh, perception is better. This is not the last of all. Last of all means I feel that everybody else is better than me. And if I have any uh, something good in my life, it is because of the grace of God. I am nothing, but it is the grace of God that's working inside me. So I don't want anybody to interpret my word that the church uh, encourage uh, low self-esteem and inferiority. Definitely not. But the church encourage humbleness. And the very, the main difference between humbleness and low self-esteem and inferiority is I know that in me I am nothing, but in Christ I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens, who strengthens me. So if I know that I am nothing, then I will put myself on a higher place than anybody else. And if there is any good in me, I know it is because of God. And any weakness of others, because they are weak, like I am weak also. And there are areas in which they are better than me and uh, stronger than me. So the true humble person, the person who feels last of all, will not fall into judgment. But we fall into judgment because we are wise in our own eyes. And the Bible teaches us, don't be wise in your own eyes. Some people actually, they can fake all of this. They tell you, I am the first among sinners. I am the last one. No, you are better than me. But from within, they feel something different. This is not what the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking about. To be the last of all, this is a real internal feeling within you. And it appears naturally in your behavior and in your conduct. You, you know that we are dust and ashes, like Abraham was saying. I know that I'm dust and ashes. But anything good in me, it is because of the grace of God. If we don't have this real feeling internally, then we are not walking in the way of the true greatness. If you want to be the first, if you want to be the great, 
the greatest in the kingdom of God, then the first principle, you need to be the last of all. The second principle, you need to be a servant of all. A servant of all. Servant of all, you are quick to help others. Even when people don't ask you to help them, but you, you feel that inside you, this desire that you should go and help others. St. Mary, when she heard from Archangel Gabriel about Elizabeth and how she is pregnant in the six months, although Elizabeth was hiding this in the first six months, uh, as we read in the Gospel of St. Luke, she hid herse- herself for five months. So St. Mary did not know from Elizabeth, although they were cousins. She heard from Archangel Gabriel. So she could have said, nobody told me. She wouldn't know that I knew. Then it is okay not to go and serve her. So she would actually, if, if, she, would, if, if she didn't want to go and serve, she would find many excuses not to go and serve. But the Bible, the Gospel of St. Luke, it says, but Mary went hastily, rushingly, quickly to the mountains to serve. That is a heart of a true servant. She went to Elizabeth to serve this old lady in her pregnancy. And she stayed with her three months. And these three months were the first three months in St. Mary pregnancy. And it is known that the first three months can be the most difficult months in any pregnancy. But St. Mary even did not give herself this excuse that I am pregnant now and this is my first three months. I cannot go and serve. But she went and served. And the Bible tells us that she left before the birth of John the Baptist. Why? Because many people came at this time to help Elizabeth. So she wanted to serve, not to show off in front of everybody, but she served in secret. And when people came to help Elizabeth, she returned to her house because she is not serving for vainglory. She is not serving and showing off that she is serving. But she was doing this in secret, that God actually may reward her openly. Sometimes when we serve, want to make it public. Everybody knows that I am serving. And I'm serving to get attention, to get praise, so that people may praise me. The people may comment what I am I'm doing. Also, uh, sometimes when we serve, we like to serve uh, the prominent people. So if there is a prominent uh, person, everybody wants to go and serve him. But what about people who are not prominent? What are people who are not prominent? have nobody to remember them. The, the, the abased people, 
are we going to serve them joyfully and quickly or not? When I serve a prominent person, maybe he will reward me in a way or another. But about ser- what about serving people who cannot repay me? That's why the Lord said, if you do a celebration, if you do a reception, don't invite the rich people who can repay you back. But invite the poor, the needy, who cannot repay you back. So God will uh, reward you openly. So if I have the heart of a servant, I will go and serve everybody. I will serve the poor. I will serve the needy. I will serve also the foreigners. I will serve those who are not following us. The heart of a servant, like the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ, he was serving everybody with no discrimination. Everybody he was serving them. And he set us this rule, uh, this, uh, this example, when he said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Sometimes when we acquire certain position, we expect the people to serve us. And if the people did not serve us, we get upset or disappointed. Because I'm expected, now I have this position, I'm expecting people to come and serve me. One time they asked Amber Bachomius, the father of Kinonia, the life of fellowship, why the monasteries are not strong like before. This was in the fourth century. So he told them, because the elders make the juniors to serve them. This was the reply of St. Bachomius. When the elders expect and ask from the juniors to serve them, that's why the monasteries are not strong, are going down. Because we reversed the principle that the Lord Jesus Christ set for us. He said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to offer his life as ransom for many. And the word ransom also adds another principle in serving people. That we are willing to sacrifice ourselves for service. Sometimes we are not willing to sacrifice ourselves. So I don't want to go the extra mile. The Lord told us if one compelled you to walk a mile, go with him the second mile. The second mile is called the mile of love. Because if I walked only the first mile, this means I am compelled to do it. I have no other option. I'm compelled. But if I go the second mile, I am going the second mile by my own will, by my own desire to serve and to help. So the second mile is called the mile of love. In our service, or in helping others, 
or in our houses. Some people work with the principle of minimum requirement. What is the minimum requirement for me as a Sunday school servant? What's the minimum requirement for me as a deacon? What is the minimum requirement for me in my house as a father or a mother or a son? What, what's the minimum expectation? And people actually try to meet the minimum requirement. So some people perceive the minimum requirement as a deacon to attend the absolution of the servant. So they come at the time of absolution of the servant. They don't come from the, the meetings, from the beginning. Just you want to meet the minimum requirement. The congregation perceives that the minimum requirement to attend the gospel. So they come and attend the gospel. And they forget the hour and a half before the gospel. So just this minimum requirement. And sometimes people, they want to apply this principle of minimum requirement even about salvation. What is the minimum requirement in prayer, in going to church, in fasting, in tithing, to go to heaven? Just tell me what's the minimum requirement so I can apply it and I go to heaven. This is not the spirit of a servant. A spirit of servant actually to give himself uh, without any reservation in serving God and serving others. The Lord Jesus Christ was wandering from place to place, serving others. No minimum requirement here. But he was day and night serving the people and to set us an example. That's why St. Paul, in, in, in Acts chapter 20, he said to the people, day and night I was laboring for you. My need and the needs of people who are serving with me, I serve it with these two hands. I don't want to put uh, a burden <coughs> in you. I try to serve without even putting any burden in you. That is the teaching of, of the scripture. So, it's a sacrificial service, not only to serve others, but to serve them with giving ourselves as a sacrifice. That's why in the uh, Pauline letter of today, he spoke about the sacrifice of praise and sacrifice of giving, to give yourself and he said, by such sacrifices, giving yourself in service, God is pleased. By such sacrifices, God is pleased. And again, this service should come from a loving heart. A heart that loves God and a heart that loves the brethren. And because of this love, I serve others with pleasure, with joy. Not with grumbling, not with murmuring, not with complaining, but I'm serving others with joy. This actually what pleases God. So the Lord taught us today about the way to true greatness. Many people in the world, they don't understand the way of true greatness. But the Lord told us, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, if you want to be the first in the kingdom of God, Apply these two principles. Be the last of all. Be the servant of all. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.